Welcome to Thriving Your Love, a podcast where we will guide and help you improve your most precious relationships in life. This podcast is produced and hosted by certified emotionally focused therapist, Claudio Vargas Silva, licensed marriage and family therapist, and Trisha Kim Walsh, also licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome back. It's time for Thriving Your Love. And today, Claudio, I am really looking forward to this topic, making uh, the the opportunity of the meaning you give um, to talk more about the dynamic that happens between a couple when conflict happens. We just recently talked about the negative cycle. Now we're going to really dive deeper into the meaning we give when we're in conflict. So I can't wait to talk more about this because this is what really drew me to emotionally focused therapy in the first place. Yes. And and this is something that happens so naturally. People do this without thinking or noticing because as human beings, we want to understand things. We want to understand the world, the phenomena that we see how things happen. And if we think about the time when we didn't have science and people saw the rain and they saw like, for example, a hurricane, an earthquake. So they tried to come up with explanations and there was so much superstition because there was not science to explain things. So if we think that emotionally focused therapy is a science, a science of love, that explains things. So we are helping couples to understand what happens in their relationship. But when couples have problems, when they are getting out of the honeymoon phase, when they take these different strategies that we talked about, these different styles of attachment, one becomes a pursuer is trying to seek a connection, but come in a way that seems critical or like attacking the other, right? Or the other is trying to have a peace in a way that seems like so alienating and distancing to the pursuer. And then they try to find explanations. Well, what's happening here? Why this person is so angry at me and so critical? Why is this person so cold and so distant. So we make up these explanations and these explanations most of the times are wrong. They are negative. They causes us suffering and they create more disconnection because these explanations that we find that are negative about the other person, like a negative case that we make about the other person, We talk to the person, I think that you don't care about me. I think that you don't care about this relationship. And these things that we say become like attacking to the other person that feels so bad and so criticized. Right, Claudio. And it's interesting when I'm with my couple, I try to help them understand that in these moments of conflict, whether it be based on culture or society, that the position of whether you identify as a pursuer or withdrawer is the stories we make in our mind. It's critical. Uh, It's often reflective 
of what we were told when we were very young, the things that we were told as children. So these distortions, and for those of you who are familiar with cognitive behavioral therapy, what we call them as thought traps, is the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves can be reflections of that which we were told by our most precious people in our lives, family members, friends, teachers, coaches. For example, again, myself as a pursuer, often when I was a kid growing up, I got in trouble for um, talking in class and certainly would be very vocal and very enthusiastic of participating in class. And so often my teachers and and mentors would just say that I had so much energy and that I was trying really hard to connect with people, but I was trying too hard. And Claudia, you know what I heard? I heard I was too much. I was too big. And that someday my fear was that I'd be too much in a relationship. And guess what? It, it came true in my mind, even to this day, Claudio, even if I'm in therapy, which I benefit so much from, I still hear that voice in my head, the little girl still hearing you're too much. You're too emotional. No, one's going to want to be in a relationship with someone is, is requiring too much attention, too much connection, which was the need, the desperate need I had to be close to my family and coming from an immigrant family, specifically my father being born and raised in Korea really taught me, you don't want to ask for too much. You need to be the one to give more. So sometimes Claudio, there'd be some shame and guilt of I'm too much. I shouldn't be asking for this, but I need this to thrive in my relationship, to thrive in the world. Mm-hmm. Very, very good point. And it's important to see that the things that we tell ourselves, they might have to do with ourselves, as you just mentioned now that you felt like you being too much. And like, for example, in my case, I always thought that I have some problem that no one is going to like me, you know? So these things, the negative things that we tell ourselves about ourselves, we can also say negative things about the other person. Like you don't care about me. You are ignoring me or I'm not important to you. So this is something that I'm saying about me. We can say something about the relationship too. Like this relationship is doomed. Or like, for example, we are too different from each other. So we cannot really be happy because we are too different. Or some people who say, well, we didn't have time enough for dating. We just went to live together pretty quickly because we missed the dating part. Then we didn't become friends. We should maybe separate again, become friends, and then we would join again. <laughs> so people create all these stories. And this is something that what we try to do in therapy and also in the whole Jimmy Tite workshop is to create a new story. So like, for example, when we are finishing a workshop, when we are finishing therapy, it's something that we ask people. So what is the story that you told yourselves before and that you tell yourselves right now? How do you see your relationship? And we see that 
these uh, beliefs, these negative beliefs that they have about each other, they change in the process of therapy or during the holding a tight workshop and the new stories become more positive. And what is really wonderful is that when I tell a positive story about my partner, it makes my partner feel so good. I remember that in one of our uh, Hold Me Tight workshops, the wife told her husband, no, actually she told us like after the workshop, I found out that he is the right person for me. He is the best possible partner I could really have found. So that's really a shift, a wonderful shift of a story that a person says about their partner. Yeah, there's something very exciting, Claudio, about the recognition, especially what we've seen in our Hold Me Tight Couples workshops, which is like a light bulb that turns on. And the good news is that we all have these light bulb moments is what would it be like rather than hearing the negative story that we tell ourselves about our partners or the negative story that we told about ourselves that we heard from our own family of origin, but to really, as Sue Johnson names is to slow down and to do something different because we're really good, Gladio, at doing the same, start turning the wheels in my head, in our heads, right? To say, I know what this is for a pursuer. It's you aren't doing enough or I'm doing too much and we're doomed. You're in control. I don't matter to you. Uh, then the withdrawer is saying you want to control me. And no matter what I do, it's never going to be good enough for you. Um, you don't see anything good in me, but to do something different. And Claudio, I remember that workshop so well with that couple is you could see it in their face and see it in their body language is what I hear most commonly from our workshops is hope to have hope in the relationship. And again, in the same way, when they first started their romantic relationship is I see you now, I see you exactly as who you really are. When I hear what's happening inside of you, rather than what's happening inside of my head, I'm telling you something that is just not true. And how I learned that is to slow down and to do something different. And we'll be talking in our future episodes about vulnerability, but it really is the antidote to the negative cycle is a negative story creates the negative view of self, the negative view of the relationship and the negative view of your partner. But what would it be like for you to do something different and have a new story? This couple came out of the workshop having so much hope of, I am realizing that he's incredibly in love with me and I'm the luckiest woman in the world. Do you remember that Claudio? She yes. had said that yeah. I'm the luckiest woman to have him. And he looked shocked. He could not believe what he was hearing. And it was a tender moment when they turned to each other and gently kissed each other and held each other tightly, just like the book, hold me tight. Is that what, that is what happens when you interrupt the negative story and you really start to hear a new story, a true story is I just want you to hold me tight because I love you so much. 
Yeah, and people don't realize actually how they build these stories in their heads because they are really automatic. And they come naturally and they have a lot to do with the pursuer. The pursuer has always like very similar stories as we can see in pursuers and also with jars, right? But it's very important that we notice when we are creating these stories and that we try something to help us. We might to read some book, we might have, we might need therapy, we might have a workshop because this is gonna help us to, you know, to build these new stories. Like for example, I have asked someone in therapy, someone who said, well, he or she doesn't care about me. And then I ask, did she or he tell you they don't care about you? And the person says, no, but this is obvious. I can see it. The person who is listening to that feels so bad, right? Because they say, well, I care so much about this person. How she or he can say that I don't care about them. Really, we need to kind of uh, notice when we do that, avoid having these stories in our heads and seeking help to overcome these stories. Claudio, that is such a great point you're making. And I'm really inviting all of our listeners to reflect on how you are implementing daily practice of this ability to get help, to get support. And there's so many ways to get help. And the Hold Me Tight book itself is a phenomenal book that we highly recommend. The Hold Me Tight workshop is an incredible way of bringing the book to practice through these exercises that we lead our couples with and have helpers, therapists that are volunteering their time to be with us to practice these exercises. And individual therapy can be an incredible space to really understand often, Claudio, my experience of all of my clients is they are doing the best they can with the skills they learn from their own from their own families, from their own culture, from their own spirituality. And something that I'm really making effort, Claudio, to practice is slowing down. If anything, notice what happens when you're in conflict by asking yourself, what am I doing right now in this moment, which is called mindfulness. That's a, basically a mindfulness practice is to be paying close attention to your vitals, your somatic response and your body, noticing what's happening on the outside. Is that really reflecting of what's happening on the inside? And for me as a pursuer often is, I love you. I wanna be close to you. Why did you go away? It made me so sad, but you are not hearing that. You're hearing me getting frustrated, why didn't you do what I asked you to? You should have done. Do you even notice how I sound? You didn't even hear any sadness from that. And that's as a result of protection. What I'm doing is creating a barrier, a wall, and asking you to come and jump over the wall, climb to me, almost like a Disney movie, right? Is you have to go through hoops and ladders in order to win my affection. And only then will you be worthy of my love. Do you see how punitive I can be as a pursuer, which I don't mean to be, but that's really what comes down to the frustration of, I need you 
to work harder to show up for me because right now I'm feeling so hurt and so alone that I need to prove it to you. You need to prove it to me that I can trust you again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what happens is that uh, the withdrawing that case tells himself all oh, that means that I'm not good enough. I cannot really make you happy. I'm failing. I'm a failure, right? So it, it, it's very interesting how how these things uh, happen, uh, how we trigger each other with the best intentions. Because what you are saying is like, I'm fighting for this person whom I love and I'm fighting for our connection, for our relationship. So we want to invite everyone to keep on tuning into our podcast. We hope to have a new one every week. So tune in and uh, it's very, very good to be with you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Thanks so much again. We're so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We hope you'll join us soon again for our next episode of Thriving Your Love.